0: Six thousand for one zero thousand. Two seven zero, climb to
1: twelve so thousand, just- Celsius.
0: Well, one last thing we got to touch upon here is this Team Canada thing. Uh, so, the Hockey Canada says findings of an independent adjudicative panel. Anyone want to correct that word? Asked adjudicative? Asked to <laughs> determine whether certain members of the national junior team breached Hockey Canada's code of conduct or under appeal. So, apparently, somebody made a decision, and now it's being appealed... Whether it breached... i That's the first time I've heard this phrase through that whole process. Code of conduct? That sounds like you farted at a dinner party and not gang rape at a motel. How the fuck? Code of conduct? Did they break the code of conduct? Yeah, they
2: probably did. What the fuck is going on, Mike? <laughs> yeah, its uh, it, it's pretty confusing with all this. I mean... You know, the organizations have have these things, you know, it might be called a code of conduct. It's just a set of rules that kind of guide their employees or their members uh, that they can use as authority to potentially discipline or punish them um, if they get out of line. Um, and, you know, my first question, I have, a, I have a million questions on this, but my first question is, OK, well, let's just say that they do find that they breach the code of conduct. Well, then What? Like, who cares, like, at that point? Like, what are they going to do? Sue so this is still Hockey
0: breached? Canada. This has nothing to do with the yeah. police investigation. This is right. like, Hockey Canada. So, like, <laughs> what is that, matter What are they going to do at this point? If they find out that they breached the... Like, what's the pun... Oh, you can't play for us internationally anymore?
1: That's exactly I, you know. what it is. That's the punishment. So, so basically... Listen, let's be real. They're not the police. They, they can't throw no, guys there's, in There's
0: jail. nothing legally they can do on
1: this one. No, so they're they're gonna say, well, to to encourage a better culture around our organization, we have a code of conduct and our panel. So it's more than one person. It's like a panel of whatever, three, five, seven people, like fucking fifteen, mm-hmm. who knows? And they they all found that uh, these players and the members of this team were found guilty of violating that code of conduct. So. They can only punish them according to Hockey Canada rules and standards, not according to any society standards or national standards or, or anything legal else. Standards. Nope. <laughs> so they can only do what they can do, and that's them saying, well, we did something.
0: And that's vague at best. It, you broke the code yeah. of conduct, and they don't have to admit to what they did to break that code of conduct, right? Correct. You can just say, hey, we broke the code of conduct. You
2: can't play it for internationally what provision? anymore. I mean, if no they more were to go down, that if they were to go that way, that would – I mean that would be just opening up even even a worse can of worms here for them if they're saying that. I mean it's just like what provision specifically and then what details about it? I mean, That's just going to be a, a media fest at that point if they go that route. Um, I mean, they're better off just kind of leaving it as is because I'm not understanding where it goes either because, again, this goes back to if they say that they broke the code of conduct and then say what they did to break it. Then at that point, it goes back to, okay, well, this is a criminal act that broke the code, but there's been no charges pressed and the and the police haven't done anything. So is this now turning into a libel case? You know, so it's like they're totally caught in this gray area on it still.
1: And that's why it's getting appealed, because Mm -hmm. they're like appealing what? Yeah. What what code of conduct? What are you talking about? And again, they're trying to push the boundary here, but ultimately the statement that I thought was the most damning and the most actually that tells you exactly what that hockey Canada thing was all about was there was a phrase where it said, uh, the findings of this panel, have no bearing and no impact on the police investigation of the London police and whatever it is that their investigation, which is currently underway, is still is going through. Yeah. So in other words, it's them saying, we're done. We're finished with all of this. We've done everything at our end. We've punished players it's according bizarre. to what they've done. And We're turning the page now, and it's over, and anything now from now on, go talk to the London police because they're under the investigation. And that's what we called from the freaking beginning, that until the police actually press charges, Mm -hmm. nothing's going to happen. So if
0: they appeal it, and it gets flipped that they did not break the code of conduct that gets hockey can out of it. And then they just say to the police, like don't charge any fart And this just falls
2: by the wayside. Then it's completely done. Right. Like it's possible. Yeah. So if the appeal, if the appeal turns out that hockey Canada was wrong, right. And, and they didn't, and they didn't breach any code of conduct then is there I don't know if there's another layer of appeals I mean this is all bullshit this appeal process I don't even know what fuck it is it's just it is, I don't know what body they've chosen to appeal to it could be themselves you know like in a lot of sports leagues like the appeal like a like a disciplinary action just goes to the same person who fucking decided it it goes to the commissioner yeah, yeah it's so ridiculous but um you know it, if that's the final process, I mean whatever set of rules they have in their code of conduct, they probably have some sort of like dispute resolution clause and and that clause will set forth how how disputes are handled. Um, if 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 one single appeal to whatever body it is, you know there's a lot of private entities that do this sort of stuff as well, is the final step in that dispute resolution clause. a lot of times, and I actually do this for work too a, in these clauses, a lot of times it'll be, okay, well, if it's still not resolved or there's some other litigation angle or something like that, I don't know what the code of conduct says in it, but if this is the final thing that is in that clause, then yes, the buck stops there and then it just kind of sits and goes away. And the main thing about all this is people want the details to be released. I mean, we can, you know, they can talk in generalities about there was a finding of this and there's an appeal here, but if it's all just stated in generalities, it's not giving the public any information that people want to know. They want their names and what happened, all that stuff. And, you know, this process is just kind of operating in this uh, vague sphere right now. And if they keep it in the vague sphere, even regardless of what happens, let's just say the appeal, you know, affirms whatever hockey Canada found. Okay. Well, so fucking what is that? Affirmation or the results of that, that finding going to remain private. And if so, then this investigation was almost meaningless because it gives the public no information as to what happened, which is it, what they want.
1: It has to stay private because the the mm-hmm. my reading of it was the panel, it was an in-camera mm-hmm. decision. So meaning it's just the panel, they review all of the, the code of conduct and what these players allegedly did and then decide if they violated it. Mm -hmm. And there's no public input. There's no anything. And the appeal will be also in camera. Mm -hmm. So there's no outside people that are going to see this. And that, again, leads you to it pushes it back to the police. Mm -hmm. And, again, I have a strong suspicion that if Hockey Canada says there was wrongdoing and there was a code of conduct violation here, by numerous players that tells you that some things happened. Yeah. And I guarantee you that the police have just as much, if not more information than hockey Canada had, Mm -hmm. which tells me that it's kind of interesting that charges are not, haven't been filed yet, Mm -hmm. which tells me that, and again, the police have the power to press charges here in Canada. However, you got to remember that they have to go to court and prove a case. And in that case, you're going to need witnesses. Mm -hmm. And that means that you're going to need the victim to be there and to be part of your case. I don't know anything for a fact at all. But I would imagine that the young woman who is the victim here, I can imagine that the last thing that she wants is to live and go over this oh, yeah. fucking again. She's already received a substantial monetary restitution, a payout. What else is she gonna get out of this? Other than seeing, you know, dirt bags you know get found guilty for what it is that they did right other than that she's going to go through a huge circus of a of a court case she's going to be put on the stand you know that there's going to be the defense lawyers are going to make her you know try to paint her as if she knew exactly what she was doing and all of this and then forget it is it really worth it for this young lady to go through this again and no her way. family to go through this again, mm-hmm. like for, for what ends? I can imagine that that's really the holdup here. The mm-hmm. police are not going to make press charges if they yeah. know that people are not going to be cooperating on the stand and they don't want to see this thing go to trial. Yeah. Well, I think the thing again, that, that all the public, yeah, I agree. Man hundred um, percent.
2: What people want generally, I mean, it's just, it's just the reality is people want names and the extent to which they were involved. And what is the mechanism by which that will come out? And there pretty much is none right now because right. The criminal proceeding I think is, is not going to take place due to what you just articulated. Um, And then, so what's the other mechanism? Well, it's through this hockey Canada investigation and this appeal process and whatnot. But how does that information ever get out under that set of circumstances? I don't I don't know if it ever does. You know, let's just say I, I mean, because they're not going to release any findings. So if the I, Canada, if the appeal holds up, do they just
0: then continue to punish the entire team versus yep. you know highlight the guilty individuals and like Kale McCarr can join the team for the next Olympics <laughs> or something like that because that's going to expose the names, right? right so like of then you go back to the the police thing and like why are you not pursuing this any further. So does the whole team just get bastardized because
2: of the few bad... At- like, what happens then if the appeal holds up? Yeah, I don't know. So you say, what, they just don't play in international competitions or something? Yeah, they're all banned the team... from
0: Team Canada right now. They're all banned from international competition.
2: Huh. Okay. So then if that's that, and then it's and it's the whole team...
0: <laughs> yeah, so they hold but it what... up and then everyone gets so that.
2: So what if... All right, here's a question then. If you're one of the kids, I mean... I'm assuming that there are completely innocent individuals involved in this. I mean, I guess it's possible there aren't.
0: Cale McCarr was not even in the play. He was playing for the Colorado Avalanche when it took place.
2: If you are part of that group that is being punished in any fashion whatsoever, how can you tolerate that? Right? All players
0: from the 2018 squad remain suspended by the sports national body.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like i don't know let's say that there you know are a dozen players that literally are completely innocent have nothing to do with it at all yet they're being lumped in with the entire team and punished in any fashion whatsoever you know, not playing international tournaments or something how can you stand by that if i was one of those people i would throw a fucking fit yeah right an absolute fit because your name is being lumped in with something that has nothing to do with you that is is a, is a heinous act you know you don't want to be involved in that um, I Is can't there imagine... a legal side
0: to that? If Kale McCarr says "fuck you," you're smearing my name by grouping me in with his people. Like, could he do yes. something about that with
2: Team Canada? Yeah. See, that's the thing. Why I don't know how they can just lump everybody in together unless they're actually together. Because if you're an innocent person, I mean, I mean, I guess if you get like totally paid off, you know, if somebody's like, "Hey, hey, here's two hundred million dollars. Keep your mouth shut." All right, fine. You know, but like, other than that, um, why would you? Allow yourself to be lumped in with that group if they're going to just punish everyone as a whole. That's what I don't get about it. And, yes, if something was said, um, there could be a legal action. Yeah, like if any information came out, really at all. I mean, I just think the whole thing doesn't make any sense with that. If you're lumped in with them, why would you stand Pat?
1: The the only other thing I can think of is uh, because of Kale McCarr not being – Anywhere near London, Ontario on that day that it happened, I'm pretty sure he's exempt from punishment. And I think there was another player, too, that they were not in. I don't even think they were in Canada at the time. They were doing something. I forget who the the player was. There was like two
0: or three people that weren't like in the area at the time.
2: Yeah, weren't even weren't even present at the those those
1: play those players. I'm pretty sure are exempt from the punishment. I don't think it's the entire team. Okay, but I think it's everybody else that was there is because they don't want any names to come out because Mm -hmm. then that's that's hockey. Even if Hockey Canada comes out. And says, you know what? We are going to you know, take player X, player Y, player Z, uh, and A, B, and C. They are uh, banned from competition because they violated the code of conduct. Mm. You put two and two together, that means we know mm. what they did. Right.
2: And right, then right,
1: the players automatically will say, I'm suing your ass. Because now what you just said has now defamed me. Yes. And now you're, now you're totally painting me in this light and people are, are looking at me in this way, even though I haven't been gone to court to have my Mm -hmm. day in court, to fight these charges. Yeah. Whoever is lumped into that group.
2: And I guess the appeal holds up the findings that, that were, that were originally made you would have to assume that everyone in that group has some level of culpability, which it's really bad. It's <laughs> So, and if you don't, I cannot imagine why you would agree to be part of that, or you wouldn't fight it like Manny just mentioned. So that's, that's going to be telling, you know, and, and do we know the class, um, like the names, at least that are in the group where the findings came in, um, originally here like all like out of 30 of them or like i don't know how many there are
1: yeah it's like 20 something players and like okay like three or four of them definitely weren't there
2: yeah so with three exemptions but then that would assume that everybody who's not in those three exemptions is part of the group and and the punishment and they're accepting the punishment i mean that's pretty that's pretty bad if you had nothing to do with it um, see
1: see and that means it's going to take either a reporter. Or one of those players that wasn't there to say, I know. Who, but if they weren't there, how do they know who did it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that, that raises questions, too. See, it's going to take either a player who's like, I was not there and I shouldn't yeah. be punished for this. Yes. To say something mm-hmm. or a reporter that gets their hands on, which I don't know how they would do that because I don't believe anybody has those names. Mm-hmm. But then they're liable now. Because yes. now these players are going to say, "My hockey career is over. Fuck you! I'm going after you now, yeah. and mm-hmm. you owe me money." And nobody's going to put themselves in that position. So you're yeah. basically, as much as people, <laughs> as much as people want to say, there's a code of silence, and then mm-hmm. the hockey culture is bad. Man, we're bringing up culture a lot mm-hmm. in this, ep- in these uh, episodes here. Portarella should be running Hockey Canada. we yeah. <laughs> not like, problem anymore. But like, as much as people say that. At the same time, the law and the legal system isn't really conducive to people whistleblowing and saying, you know what? No, this is wrong. And these are the wrongdoers. And this is the awful stuff that they did to that young lady. Yeah. And you know what? And now the young lady can't even come forward because she wants to be done with this. Right. Right. She doesn't yeah. want to have her name. By the way, her name is not out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That so avenue is now was her off. name. That's now not... her name's going to be out there. Mm hmm. Yeah, that avenue,
2: I mean, with her is completely shut off. But, but again, it's whoever is lumped in with that, with that group, that didn't do anything. And I would, I mean, I guess it's possible that the entire group has some level of culpability, and it's, a, you know, they're all gonna be punished equally, and that's how it's gonna go. That is a possibility here. There's also a very real possibility that there are others that. Are not in the exemption class, the three-person exemption class, but others inside that twenty-three or twenty-six remaining that still have nothing to do with this. Um, if that's the case, this is if it's get somebody so like Carter Hart that does
0: that has nothing to do with this, and he yeah, says, "You're I, I can't play for Team Canada the Olympics anymore. I'm innocent here. I didn't do this." Yes. The, Bingo. One by one, the players come. Oh, I didn't do it, fucking either. I didn't do it either. And all of a sudden, you got another, another gigantic can of worms in your hands.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would have to assume.
0: Is there an outcome here that makes any sense at
2: all? No. Well, the, it the feels like every avenue we've talked about it. ends with like this is a disaster. Like <laughs> Well, I think the only outcome that might make sense, like like unless I said like, you know, it's under the radar, under the table dealings is if is if the entire is is you have your three exclusions and you have your rest of your 23 man team whatever it is, they're all punished. Or they're all found to be you know culpable under the code of conduct the appeal is affirmed and that class stays that class in terms of those 23 all stick together and, and you just assume that all 23 ha- have some level of culpability and then that's that that is I, I mean that is an outcome here um, now we're not going to know exactly who did what you know and all that sort of stuff but there's but all 23 ever hand in the cookie jar in that instance um, and that and that might be the best that we get,
0: which could be and, feasible yeah. if the appeal, you know, if it's still ruled in Canada, right? If right. the appeal Let's holds assuming up, assuming
2: that the appeal affirms the initial decision, and there is no additional level of appeal or some other litigation that happens, you know, there can be multiple appeals sometimes. You know, it's, it, that's possible. In this situation, I don't know. It's probably more likely than not that it stops after this one, but. You know, I can't say for sure. How long does the typical appeal take? Um, I mean, for something like this, probably at least like a year. So it just punts the
0: ball even further down the road here.
2: Yeah, yeah, because they're going to go through. I mean, you know, I don't know what grounds. I mean, this is all done. This isn't like the real legal system. Like they're like uh, like not appealing this to a court. This is being appealed to some other fucking random private body. I don't even know who it, who it would be. So I don't know what you can, what issues you're allowed to appeal on. Like, you know, or you could say, oh, they got the whole thing wrong. I want you to redo everything. Maybe, probably not or are they appealing one particular thing that happened, a procedural thing, a certain finding of facts, certain evidence that was admitted improperly. You know, there could be a million things that, that they could be appealing. I don't think it's a whole thing where it's like, we're just gonna retry the whole thing and, and look at everything else again. It's probably not that, but, um it could be the often oftentimes it's the admission of evidence improperly oh they admitted this you know this hearsay evidence where somebody said said this and they relied on that to find a guilty verdict um so you know we're appealing the admission of that and if you take that out of the equation then you can't find guilt or what might happen is this is that you know they appealed um something the admission of you know some evidence the appeals board says okay we agree with you that shouldn't have been admitted and we're sending it back to the original body to retry it and make another finding of fact. So that could happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, because the investigation from Hockey Canada was you it, they used a law firm to go through all of the evidence and and to write up all of their you know mm-hmm. findings and everything else. So I guess it's that law firm that they're working with and everything's really secretive and hush hush because it, it's never going to come out of the the, the actual meetings. No, so, how long no. an appeal takes? Who knows? I don't think yeah. they know because this is like a this is like a brand new thing. Like I never heard of no code of conduct thing for Hockey Canada. Mm. I never heard of such a thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, if I had to estimate, with I would say that the appeal will last a year, maybe longer. Offhand, I mean, given the gravity of the situation and the number of individuals involved, probably a year, maybe two years. And then after that, if it is sent back back down, so to speak, to Hockey Canada to retry the case or rehear the evidence, you know, and it is an evidentiary thing, which it probably is, um, then that could take another year. So
0: it's just like sooner or later, all these players are just out of the league. anyway.
2: Uh, right, right. This whole process hmm. could continue to go on for quite some time. Um, I guess I'll put it that way. It's possible it stops you know, sooner rather than later if there's. If there's some sort of momentum to do that, you know, where the parties, I guess, agree to something or there's some sort of compromise somewhere, fine. Uh, But um, if they just want to keep if they just want to keep this in, uh, you know, this um, this dispute resolution process, I mean, they probably could for a couple more years if they really wanted to.
1: See, but no matter what, all that they're going to do is release a statement saying the appeal was rejected. Or this part of the appeal went through and we've we now have this finding and uh, we're still not going to name names, but the players from this year, you know, was the 2018 team yeah. of Hockey Canada will not be allowed to participate on yeah. uh, Hockey Canada sanctioned events. Yeah, I mean, that'll be enough. I mean, they don't have to give any more of that. The fact that they're just going to
2: be punishing the entire group will be enough for major shit to happen. Um, So now if they say something like the appeal, wait, so what did they say in the initial finding? Was it that we found that this entire group violated the code of conduct? Was that what it was then? Let me get the exact
0: phrase up here. Uh, Panel asked to determine whether certain members of the national junior team breached hockey Canada's code of conduct.
2: Okay, so that's just the question they were trying to answer. They didn't give an answer to that question.
0: It was uh, apparently because that 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 is what is under appeal. So I assume that was in the affirmative that they did indeed breach the code of conduct.
2: Huh? I, yeah, that would be because I don't know how much details. Uh, like, did they say yes? It was the group, or they just said this is the question that we are answering. We're not going to tell you what the answer was, but there's, a, but there's a, there's been an appeal. <laughs> is that the just like unbelievable vagaries
0: <laughs> the panel is tasked with holding yeah. a hearing with a view of determining whether certain members of the 2018 national junior team breached hockey canada's code of conduct and if so what sanctions
2: should be imposed against those players okay so that's just that's the issue that they're trying to solve but it doesn't say what what happened unless there's more
0: uh, the hearing is complete and the panel has provided its final adjudicative report uh, okay. to all involved parties. Shortly thereafter, a notice of appeal was filed as is permitted under Hockey Canada's investigation and adjudication procedures as the appeal perce- uh, as the appeal process, uh, which we anticipate will begin in the near future. It doesn't say who filed the, no, the appeal. No, will be conducted in camera. <laughs> We're not able to share the report uh, details, of the report, including its findings at this time uh, to ensure that we do not interfere with the integrity okay. of the appeal process.
2: Okay. All right. So that's a big deal. So I didn't, I didn't fully understand at the beginning when we started the conversation. We don't know which side filed the appeal. Apparently not. No. Okay. So that's a big deal. <laughs> that's a huge deal. <laughs> I would assume that it would be the players.
0: Could So but, hockey Canada could theoretically appeal their own appeal? Appeal yes. their own findings?
2: Yes. What? It's possible. I mean, it's supposed to be an independent body. So like, actually, uh, I'm not sure if that makes any sense, but that's why so who is I'd have to know who was making this initial decision? Uh,
0: they got the
1: report from a law a law firm.
0: In November 2022, an independent adjudicative That's panel okay. was provided with Heinen Hutchinson robotai
2: LLP's final investigative report. Okay. So maybe not then. So maybe that so maybe the inference is that the players are the ones that filed the appeal
0: hockey Canada has cooperated fully with the London police service throughout its investigation. And we are committed to continuing to support the legal process. We confirmed with the London police service in advance that the announcement concerning the independent adjudicative panel will not affect its investigation.
1: So I've got the uh, hockey Canada code of conduct up on my screen here. Okay. (laughs) And it says, uh, if from human resources, of course, And it says effective October 1, 2022. So maybe the appeal has something to do with, what the fuck? You guys didn't have a code of conduct fucking Four years in
0: advance. (laughs) Yeah,
1: possibly. Or it's just an updated version. Right. And it says next review date, October 1, 2023. So I'm looking. They got a bunch of definitions. Responsibilities. All... Athletes, officials, staff, and team personnel have a responsibility to, one, adhere to the highest standard of behavior and refrain from any behavior that could reflect poorly on Hockey Canada. So that would be...
2: The you, wording you could have
1: anything. Yeah, that could be that could be you threw it's fucking ridiculous. timbits. Yeah, you threw timbits at somebody out of the fucking <laughs> school bus. Wasn't yeah. the
0: whole code of, that would have been right around the time when they changed leaderships and they brought in all the new people and they yeah. this was all hitting the fan anyway. So, <laughs> like the code of conduct was started because of this investigation. Now they're holding it to the standard post op, like <laughs> huh? That, that
1: so- would that would be interesting for me. Would the argument from it? I don't know the answer Would the argument from the players. be you guys didn't have a fucking code of conduct before. All of a sudden now you're holding us to What's some the, um, standard man- that wasn't there before.
2: Manny, how long is the code of conduct? Is it like 300 pages or just like five pages or one page? Ten pages. Okay. Is there a dispute resolution clause in there or any sort of um, anything that that would be similar? Uh, let me take a look. Because that's what I was talking about earlier—to figure out kind of what this what this appeal process would be.
1: Oh, they specifically outline uh, relationships between coaches and athletes, team personnel, relationship between players, Hockey Canada staff. I don't see anything about uh, a conflict or dispute resolution thing. Yeah, no process is outlined. So then,
2: I don't know what what authority they're acting on to do this. They just. Yeah, this is, there's so much shit going on under the table. It's ridiculous with this, um, especially with this process. It's like, so, so they got, so Hockey Canada got the law firm report and they made a decision themselves. It wasn't some other faction of Hockey Canada or, you know, some other board. It was Hockey Canada itself made the decision. And then in some way, shape, or form, the someone was allowed to appeal the decision assuming it was the players um but there's but what authority is there to suggest that an appeal is even allowed under the code of conduct none <laughs> that thing is written so fucking fucking broadly you could find a violation under probably almost anything in there uh <laughs> but um yeah yeah i i guess then the players would be appealing it uh, unless but it's just so it's just so weird how that how that how that actually ha- happens
1: yeah i mean literally this thing does two things so it puts in place that there's a process and a code of conduct but it still re- always refers back to anything that makes hockey canada look bad anything right. that hockey canada determines is you know against its interests so in other words it's still it's entrenching more power in the actual body itself which is weird because you're supposed to be punishing this body for doing Uh, nothing when it had the ability to do something
2: are there any exhibits or supplements that are referenced in the code of conduct
1: uh not that i know of they're just outlining like some of the definitions of things that they doesn't reference any other documents is what i'm getting at no, there was a, a duty to report with regards to any abuse of, uh, especially a minor or, or somebody under the age of 18. Mm-hmm. There I, there was a link for sure, uh, for something like that, that you have to report.
2: So okay. So a reporting point. link, but yeah, you know, the documents, yeah, it's, you know, this stuff is all fucking under the table and it's confusing and corrupted. Um, So, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, you know, the more I hear about this and think about it, I guess the players probably did lose or there was a finding against the code, even though the articles didn't really state that. But I guess the inference is that the players are appealing it to. Who the fuck knows the same board that decided it or to a different board? Who knows?
1: (laughs) Okay, so there's a maltreatment uh, complaint management policy. And it's the procedural manner to handle all complaints. Yes, under this jurisdiction. Is it. Okay, so what are you looking for in this one?
2: Um, so, will the complaints be by the, well, I guess it's probably designed for a complaint by one of the members or one of the players. It's not how Hockey Canada deals with dis. I mean, there might be something in there about how the organization deals with discipline. Um, what is the dispute and conflict resolution procedure? Um, anything that's related to that
1: this one's 14 pages hang on screen mm-hmm. how will sanctions be determined suspension probation verbal warning written warning okay can a decision be appealed uh yes here we go the decision of an adjudicative chair or panel the panel could be one to three people. What a fucking panel. One, 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 one fucking
2: person, person just looking yeah. at this
1: case. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's lappy. Uh, <laughs> may be appealed to the, the arbiter. SDRCC. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Ah, the SDRCC. Uh, a policy or procedure uh no agreement. Okay, it can be appealed. Here we go. How will decisions be recorded? Investigation procedure, the report—it doesn't really say. Okay,
2: no, I, I think your reference to the SDRCC was sufficient. So that's that essentially is is a private dispute resolution services company, um, and anybody can um, use them. You can. Uh, it looks like this is—I don't know if this is a Canadian one or not. Looks like they deal with sports things. A Sport Dispute Resolution Center of Canada. Uh, okay so if you're in canada and you have you know sports disputes they specialize in that
1: so is that like a government uh organization or is that like a private thing as well
2: uh well actually it's a good question it's a uh the url is dot ca does that mean it's a government entity if it's a dot ca dot ca is a canadian web address okay so, so it's just a canadian thing okay so it's canadian but but that doesn't denote public or private in canada does it no. Like
0: we have .gov here for stuff like
2: that. Right, yeah, we have .gov for, for government entities. Everything's .ca uh, up here. Okay, this doesn't, I mean, I can't tell offhand if it's a government. I don't, this looks like a private service to me. Um, there's many, many companies that uh, that do this sort of thing. So this one looks like it specializes in sports in Canada. So that's kind of their niche. Um, I mean, the web address is crdsc Sdrcc.ca.
1: Yeah, you, uh, I know.
2: Holy fuck! If you like letters, like, um, but um, yeah, I mean, I see. You know, there's many different um, organizations that that will provide these kind of services, so this is not unusual. Um, so they're going to be in front of this board. So this is, I mean, this is. The good thing about this company is that, in theory, these should be completely independent evaluators of the situation. It's not Hockey Canada people, although who knows? Maybe they're installing their own people. But in theory, it's it's not supposed to be them. It's not going to be the players, attorneys or anything. This is an independent board that will hear the appeal.
1: Yeah, I don't know. This looks like a government agency to me. OK, yeah, I, w- I have no idea. Oh, they have a LinkedIn page. Let's see.
2: Maybe that explains them.
1: Okay, it is appointed by the federal minister responsible for sport. So there's an appointment from a government. I see. Person. Yeah. For this, well, and their board of directors anyway.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The LinkedIn page says on the about us it might be the same thing you're seeing. SDRCC is constituted by a federal act and is funded by the government of Canada. So it's either government or quasi government, and. I, I don't know if everything operates like that up there, but um, in the U S there's tons of private companies that would do this. In fact, I don't think there's any government agency that would do it because that would be the legal
1: system. (laughs) So in other words, this is going to get lost in the quagmire of bureaucracy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a year or more before we hear anything again. And we're never going to get any of these. We're never going to get an official statement and know exactly what happened this is gonna get Never. washed right into the ether and that's it that's
2: that's correct um, this I mean these are not public files like you can't you know do a docket search on the SDRCC website and look up stuff like you can in a lot of US uh, jurisdictions so this is gonna be all all confidential material this won't you know unless there's a like data breach but yeah, this is all gonna be housed in their system and it's probably gonna be corrupt as all hell. It looks like the like this this organization is associated with the Canadian government, or at least funded by it. So the people that are gonna be on the board that evaluate this appeal will be installed by Hockey Canada, probably.
1: Yeah, well it said there's gonna be a coach, you know, there's other people involved within the relevant sport. So yeah, and
2: they're not going to give. It so says nothing. Like, um, on their website they show the request forms. This is how you file the appeal. This is the, this is the form you fill out? And so I'm assuming that this will not be public. We don't have access to the appeal that was filed. <laughs> no,
1: no, it's, it's it's totally under lock and key. Uh huh. My best guess
2: is that if Hockey Canada had a finding that was um, unfavorable to to the players, that the players had the right through the document that Manny mentioned to appeal it to this to this entity and this entity because it, it is government controlled, which is kind of crazy to me, but it is um, the most likely scenario is that they are going to affirm whatever Hockey Canada already found. It's possible they don't, but I, I'd be hard pressed to find that or to or to see that they disagreed with what Hockey Canada said. I mean, that would be unusual given kind of the relationship of, um, of these entities.
0: If they were to overturn it, could Hockey Canada in turn file another appeal? Um, and just continue to punt this ball down the road for even more years.
2: It depends. What does that clause say, Manny, that you found, uh, that referenced, um, SDRCC? Is there any more language in there about additional appeals or anything?
1: they've, they've engaged an independent third party to oversee its complaint mechanism. Okay. So, so that's hockey Canada absolving itself from, Hey, we're not involved in whatever this decision is going to be because we can't police ourselves because that's what got us in trouble in the first place. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what that is.
2: Yeah. So Dan, I think the answer to your question would be no. Um, it doesn't seem like there's another appellate body available here. So if they do find in favor of the players, um, hockey Canada wouldn't be able to appeal that. But what would happen here though, is I think at worst case, they're not going to make a finding that's going to be in favor of the players, like the appellate body. What they're going to do is just, I mean, the proper word for it is remand. So they would probably remand the case back to hockey Canada for, further findings of fact or to reevaluate the case given um, the addition or subtraction of certain evidence that's almost certainly what would happen here like they're not going to be like oh you're just flat out wrong the players win case closed that is extremely unlikely again i don't know what issues were appealed but i can't imagine that would be the case so the best case for the players in this situation is that this independent appellate board finds that there's, you know, improper admission or exclusion of certain evidence and the case is remanded back to hockey Canada to conduct additional findings or an additional, uh, additional trial or whatever they do, additional investigations. Um, and then they'll render a second decision at some point in time. That's probably what will happen. You're going to get this shit. No, he's going to get this analysis. on other flyers podcast.
1: Yeah, I know. This This is like a fucking crash course in law school. Yeah, right I know. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: I mean, this is all kind of like general. But if I had to if I had to opine on on this situation, I think that's how this is going to happen again. Just to just a, just a quick summary, because the terminology is probably strange, is that this appellate board is going to make a finding and most likely what the finding will be is that certain evidence was either improperly admitted or improperly excluded. And that's assuming that they find in favor of the players, they could just totally affirm what hockey Canada did case closed done. But if the players get a favorable ruling from the appellate body here, that ruling will probably involve something along the lines of improper admission or exclusion of evidence. And in that situation, The case would be remanded or essentially just sent back down to Hockey Canada to retry it or to reevaluate what the evidence is, given the appellate ruling that this piece should be in or this piece should be out and come up with a second decision. And that second decision will probably be final. I don't think that that language you mentioned, Manny, says anything about further appeals. So at that point, that would probably be the end of the whole thing. A time frame for all this to happen, we're talking probably a few years. I mean, I mean, the appellate decision I think will be at least a year, and then after that, assuming there there is a remand for further findings of fact or some bullshit like that, that'll take it at least another year. So we're talking minimum bare fucking minimum of two years here. Could probably be five years, potentially. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so a couple of quick, quick things here. So, yeah. in one section it, under the appeals, it says the decision of the chair or panel, adjudicative panel, as applicable, may be appealed to the SDRCC. All appeals will be subject to either a a policy or procedure that has been agreed to between Hockey Canada and the SDRCC, or if no agreement exists, the existing policies and procedures of the SDRCC. At the time the appeal is filed. So I would imagine again. Hockey Canada has fingers in the pot there. Where they've agreed to a process. Already with this. Appeals process. Mm -hmm. The interesting. The interesting thing though is. In terms of all the different punishments. That the panel can hand out. There's a verbal or written warning. There's education. So you got to take like a fucking class. uh, Probation. Suspension. Eligibility restrictions, permanent ineligibility, which is what Hockey Canada is handed down here, ineligible to participate in any capacity in any program, activity, event, or competition sponsored by, organized, or under the auspices of Hockey Canada for the remainder of the organizational or member participant's life. The interesting thing is that they mention progressive discipline and they talk about how that the uh, punishment has to be reasonable and proportionate. Right under, right. (laughs) Yeah. Right underneath the permanent ineligibility, they specifically say sexual mistreatment involving a minor shall carry a sanction of permanent ineligibility. The injury. I wonder if the appeal is, well, this person wasn't a minor. So you didn't specifically say that you would be permanently ineligible.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then what does eligibility mean? Is that for just just international tournaments? That's what it's referring to. Anything related to hockey. The N- Canada. hockey Canada thing. Hmm. Okay, so not the NHL. So not nope. so, so can Hockey
1: to... Canada is not the NHL, so the, yeah. their punishment cannot go over that.
2: Yeah, so big fucking deal, you know. You don't get to play in worlds or whatever.
1: <laughs> Shit. Yeah, like we haven't been in the Olympics in how long? <laughs> yeah, the we're non-existent in the Olympic Olympics. Yeah, yeah, the fucking
2: Olympics. Like I, I, that doesn't. All things considered, that's I, I, I'd fucking take that. You know, if I'm one of the defendants, but um, yeah, that's interesting. That's very interesting.
1: It would be interesting if the appeal would be on behalf of those players that were not there where they say how do you lump us in with uh, I, yeah i mean it could be that
2: it could how be how do that. you lump
1: us in with a permanent thing if you know we 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 can prove that we weren't anywhere near that place
2: yep no i think you're totally right manny that absolutely could be i mean there's there's thousands of of reasons why a decision could be appealed it, it is impossible to know why unless we're provided more information we would just be guessing but yes, I mean, out of the world of possibilities, that that certainly is a plausible thing that you have certain members of, of the class and a music classes of the team that uh, that that were not involved in any way and yet are being lumped in with a um, a blanket set of punishment for uh, for the team. And yeah, that's absolutely. And then and they're not going to say, oh, well, only certain members are appealing, you know. <laughs> And that opens up a real messy can of worms then, right? Yeah. Yeah. They don't give you a shit. They don't give you a fucking shit. But I mean, what they could do is they could say, I mean, they really want to get nasty with this in terms of not giving us anything is to say, is just not even say if there's been punishment, like just say, Oh, a decision's been made. Case closed. You know, we not yes. upheld the appeal case closed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or just, we're not even saying what the, what the appeal was like. Yes say there was a decision by hockey canada it was appealed the appellate board made another decision end of case <laughs> <laughs> like they could do that and you just have no fucking idea what's going on now, i guess you know if if there's like a roster for worlds and certain players aren't all, i you know i guess you could try to connect the dots there but <laughs> they could just just do like extreme vagaries here which give you absolutely nothing which if the end game is
0: to not put anybody out there to keep all the names secret you want it as vague as possible right you want the most vague outcome as possible
2: yeah exactly so basically the entire process and proceeding is done um in secret and the results of such are also pretty much kept secret like you have no way of finding out anything this whole thing is fucked by the way. I feel
0: like we should need to yeah. throw that in there.
2: This is fucked up, yeah, definitely I mean it's pretty I mean, it takes a lot of coordination to do something like this like to keep everything like literally this confidential. I mean it's just it's just out it's just really crazy. I mean the reporting on it is just yeah, a decision was made. it was appealed. the appellate body then made a decision. it's over like yeah. okay, great.
0: <laughs> And you get nothing towards anything, any kind yeah, of finality. No it's just... fucking
2: clue, who won, who, who, what was done. Yeah, like really. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just it's that's ridiculous.
1: And that's the world we live in now, hmm. where everybody wants to show that they're doing all of this, and it's so good, and we really care. About people not being, you know, mistreated and this and that. But meanwhile, it's like, what are you actually fucking doing?
0: Unless you're Mm -hmm. famous and work for a sports team. In which case, Mm -hmm. get away with murder, right?
2: I mean, I guess it's possible there's a leak at some point. I think, Dan, you may have mentioned that a little while ago. that, That you always have the potentiality of leaks happening, you know, in certain situations. Because it is such a huge... Huge story, huge amount of interest in it, um, you know, so it's heinous, so graphic that it's it's a compelling thing that people just have a thirst for. And, you know, in those situations, oftentimes you will get leaks that come out, and that would be the only mechanism by which, you know, we would get any information is through that and then be a whole story about how credible it is and whatnot. But, you know, there's always that. So anyway. man. <laughs> It's our expert legal analysis here. Yeah. We just unpacked the living shit out of that. that was,
1: <laughs> yep. Coming soon to court TV, brotherly pods, frequent flyer, <laughs> half hour show. No, that's,
2: that's a, really good because, you know, you're not getting this kind of discussion on this topic. You're just getting you know, some headlines and, you know, no whatnot, other uh, flyer think... podcast
0: has a lawyer on staff to, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Help us <laughs> out. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and a Canadian as well who knows all the stuff up there. So that's that's really good.
1: Yep. Love it. Yeah, just give us some credit if you're listening to this just one. Don't appeal anything. Yeah, this mm. is, yeah, we'll send you to the SDRCC. God, fuckers. Yeah, fucking, fucking corrupt ass appellate <laughs> shit. It's government funded. Well, how the fuck
2: is a government funded? It's not a court. <laughs> How's it possible? Like, like, a government funded appellate body is a court. Like, that's it. It can't be anything else.
0: Yeah, that sounds like there's some uh, potential uh, crossed wires in there. <laughs> that's just like
2: so. So, like, you know, like I don't know a lot about the like, Canadian system of laws, but, like, I'm assuming, like, you know, you have your trial court, you have trial. Yeah. Whoever loses unfavorable, the verdict happens. And there's an appellate body. It, it, it's still a court. It's still, you know, a government, like, municipal court that hears that. And then, you know, it goes so on and so forth up, like, in the U.S., um, And then all of a sudden, there's also these government appellate, uh, random appellate bodies that hear things. And I guess, you know, I guess if you're not in court, you can utilize one of those, but, uh, rather strange. Yeah, it's, it is, it is pretty damn crazy, man. Um, you know how that works and this is going to be all sorts of, uh, of corrupt shit going on and backdoor deals and whatnot. And, um. Yeah, so we'll see what happens next. You know, I think the next thing that we'll hear on this is, I'm mean, probably not too much. I think that I think I, the appeal's been filed. We don't they know. They bought themselves the another of the, year of of secrecy. Yeah, they, they the probably appeal, bought right? themselves another year. I mean, there, there's a chance that that something comes out in 2025, maybe. I mean, I, don't, I mean, maybe 2024 if we're lucky. But I mean, this stuff could take you know forever. They've got their whole set of procedures in there. It depends what issues appealed and. I mean, it's very, very, very time-consuming.
1: And it just puts more pressure on the London police. Do do something. Press charges. But the thing is, is again, they're not going to press charges if they don't think that their case is going to hold yeah. up. If they're not going to get witness cooperation from the victim and, and from others, then forget it. They're not going to press charges. And one of the things that I, I don't think people really know is the police have the leeway to prosecute or ignore just about any crime except one. And it has to do with domestic violence. If there's an issue between a man and a woman, a husband and a wife, any two spouses, then they, the police have to get involved because the chances of something happening are much higher. But technically, if they get like a murder case they don't necessarily have to prosecute it. Yeah. But in a domestic violence case, they do Mm -hmm. crazy shit up here in Canada.
2: (laughs) It definitely is putting it mildly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Gosh, it's, it's, it's an awful situation. And, um, I can't say I expect to get any information out of it, but, you know, we'll see in, in a year, in a year, if anything, if anything leaks out. And, you know, I think that in this situation, too, I I think that this whole thing going on with Hockey Canada and this appellate shit, I, I think the public is going to think that that like something's happening with this. And I actually think it might be less pressure on the London police to say, oh, well, we can just say that Hockey Canada is dealing with that. You know, that's sort of the, so, yep. so they don't have to do anything. And people will buy that because it's really difficult to understand is it just took us an hour to unpack this whole thing and go through documents and stuff. It, it's very difficult to understand exactly what's going on and how things are separated and if they are related, how they are. Um, but this, yeah, I mean, in reality, this has nothing to do with the police. They can operate on their own without this. But I think the public perception will be that sh- something's going on with this at least. So that's going to have all the attention and, there will be a resolution through the Hockey Canada and the
1: appellate thing. And like, no, there's not. (laughs) That's why I maintain, like, if if they had the, if they had an open and shut everything, all their ducks in a row, we would have had movement a a long time ago on Mm -hmm. this, but we haven't. And I have to think that there's, there is something holding up everything And they're not going to pursue it and they're not going to pressure people to come forward and and have to testify and have to do all this stuff. And yeah,
2: yeah, that's not happening.
1: No, as an organization, they can't they're not going to do that.
2: Yeah, we have a better chance of getting information out of this fucking hocus pocus shit with the appeal board than than the police. So. So when it comes to the Flyers, they're going
0: to trade Carter Hart with the assumption that something's going to get him sooner or later, and then he's never going to be indicted in any of this, and he's
2: going to have a long, successful career (laughs) somewhere else, and the Flyers get a third-round pickback for his rights. Yeah, I mean, given the situation now, I don't don't think... That's a good segue, Dan, is what impact will this have on players that potentially were involved? Um, Probably nothing for the time being. I mean, it sounds like... This is going to be under wraps for a while, unless there's some, you know, something unexpected happens. But it sounds like this is going to be done behind closed doors in perpetuity, and it will not affect the NHL careers of anyone, which, which is, I guess, I guess, what I they want. I don't but
0: know
2: what you say about that. It's yeah, it's yeah, it sounds ridiculous, but I think that's 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 exactly where this is headed. I, I mean, that's got to be the desired outcome, right, is
0: is no <laughs> even if they uh, hold up hold the appeal you can say they're somewhat guilty they're punished but you never the names never come out individually mm-hmm. no, there's never you can just they can everyone just kind of moves on with their lives it's oh well you can't punishment. represent yeah. the world cup who cares you know that kind of thing of you you get the slap on the wrist, but nobody is indicted and in going to jail, and the names come out and all this shit. You know, you don't get the you know storybook ending here that people really want.
2: Yeah, Man. yeah. I mean, it'll be a private punishment most likely. Um, even if it's not eligibility things, it could be something else that we never know about. Uh, and you know, it's probably. I guess it's what every it's what all the parties want. It's not what the public wants, no. but I think every party involved wants wants that result.